Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny, and this is We Gotta Talk, a live weekly digital talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. Real talk, big topics. Now, let's dig in. Oh my God, I ran my own open. I mean, <laughs> so good. <laughs> Yay, she knows how to press buttons. Oh my gosh, Jocelyn, thank you for braving that with me. I'm running without producer Rachel today, guys. And um, I'm just, you know, we're not great at multitasking sometimes. So to our guest, thank you. Uh, guys, I'm really excited about today's episode. If you saw us chatting about it a little bit on social media, today we are honored to welcome Jocelyn Kelly-Reed. She's an intuitive business and abundance coach. She is a feminine energy healer. And like we mentioned um, in the teaser leading up to the interview, we're talking about money today. Um, She has expertise in the general idea of manifestation and bringing positive energy into your world, which we love. But we're going to lead off with money because we all feel like we need more of it. And frankly, Jocelyn, I feel like we're at a stage in our lives, at least I can say this now, I feel like I deserve to make more money. You know what I mean? Always. Yeah. Okay. So we accept less, it seems like than we should most of the time. Mm. So let's start there. How does money even have energy? Well, to me, it's just very much, it feels like a frequency and the way that, like the way that I think about it is simply a resource, right? So how water is a resource, food is a resource, money is a resource. Like we interact with it every single day. It is always moving. Like it is always present. And we don't open the fridge and go like, oh my gosh, I'm hungry. There's not going to be any food, right? We don't turn on the faucet and go like, oh my gosh, I'm thirsty. There's not going to be any water. But we have a lot more programming around money simply because of the weight that it's carried in the world and like the associations that we have picked up with the type of people who have it, what we've seen on the internet or from media around the presentation of tying money to celebrities, to politicians, et cetera, who perhaps didn't like how they or don't like how they're showing up on the world stage. But it's actually interesting because like, yes, our society pays attention to power, really. It's like whether it's for good or bad, it's just power. And money is drawn to power like a moth to a flame. That's why it doesn't matter if you are a good person or not. If you really believe you're going to be rich, you will be. Wait, is it that simple? Can it be that simple, Jocelyn? I mean, it is. You have to work towards it. Right, right, sure. But ultimately it is. And I think I see this with a lot of clients, especially those. I literally just interviewed two women on my podcast who just stepped into their first six-figure month and who are in my world. And we both of them brought up, and I really believe this to be true in my journey as well, an enormous piece of this work is like the identity shift, right? It's like that you actually can see yourself as a wealthy person. And like, what does that mean to you? Because it tends to be that we've associated wealth with this idea that like we need to be some somebody other than who we are, largely based probably on what you see on the internet. And that's not true, right? Like money just amplifies more of who we already are. And I really believe like, you know, when we talk about this concept of our higher self and aligning to our higher self, I'm like, it's not like you're reaching outside of you to embody that woman or man. It's that it already lives inside of you. And are you listening? Right. And are you willing to see yourself in this light of being a human who can actually have what you desire? Because I've just seen it every time the more money someone makes, and myself included, there's like an identity shift that's required at every new level of it's truly winds up being right. 
of shedding programming that we received around not being enough for whatever reason when we were younger, right? Lots of times it's lineage trauma Mm -hmm. because even if it doesn't really matter if you came from a lot of money or no money, there's stories. Like someone could have had the wealthiest family in the world, but the wealth always came with these enormous conditions. Oh, you can only date this person. You can only date that person. Oh, well, if you do this, you can't have your trust fund. Or it could have been no money. And it's like, oh, we're not people like that. Or it could have just been like somewhere in the middle. And it's like, oh, you know, you're fine. You have more than so-and-so. Like everything's good. Like don't rock the boat. You know, there's always a story. And that's the piece that we want to step out of. Yeah. that You know what? That makes me really examine my narrative as a parent. And, you know, we we generally, coming, coming from a family where like, you know, I don't know, two generations ago, like we were just new here. And that immigrant mentality that came from Mm -hmm. my grandparents. Like I do really recognize that the way we show up in the world, as far as how we work and what we work toward and what our goal should be in our family, it was always education. Got to go to college. Um, But I do notice that like, now that I've checked that box and done what my family wanted me to do, there's so much more that I can ask from the universe right now. But it feels like because I've taken that step beyond what my family wanted me to do that, okay, I'm good. But in reality, you're saying that we can ask for so much more, of course, with the work put in, relatively speaking, but we can ask for more. We don't have to just sort of check the box and be like, okay, I did what my family said I should do. 100%. And the way I think about it is like this. If a desire is on your heart, it's meant to manifest. Why would you want something that's not for you? And like the most simple example is, for example, I could meet a doctor, a lawyer who's made multiple, multiple, multiple millions and know that. And I'm like, cool. Like it doesn't even really, I don't think about it that much. But like if I meet someone else and she's in my industry, right? And she's at 300K, 500K a month. I'm like, oh yeah. Like now I'm paying attention, right? Because it's more in line with my trajectory. So to me, it's like you have these feelings inside yourself. Those feelings inside yourself are your soul speaking to you. And there's a reason we all want such different things, obviously with the level of commonality, right? But it's like if if something just keeps being a feeling and you keep wanting it and you keep wanting it and you keep wanting it, you're supposed to want it because it's part of – and you're supposed to have it because it's part of your soul's expression for this lifetime or else you just wouldn't care. So in other words, we're like getting called. Our our soul, our spirit is getting called to certain things, whether they be achieving – I don't know, a new home somewhere or some sort of money milestone. I think we're all taught not to ask for like material things. I don't know why we're taught that, but we, you know, when you pray, you, of course, which is true, you, you focus on what you have and you are grateful. So there's seems to be like sort of a spiritual conflict there because as a person who, who values gratitude and who aims to live by that, it can feel a little selfish to be like, oh, well, now I want more. So how can we work past the conflict? But I think that's programming. You think the universe is like, oh, yes, the the world is abundant. Nature is abundant. Oh, but you. No, 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 no. You, you bitch. You got, you got enough. Sit down. You got enough. I don't think so. Look at all these billionaires. I don't think so. We have more billionaires than ever. There is more money circulating than ever. And it's like, why not you? And yeah. I, okay. You tell know. us how to like, tell us how to square that. Cause you, you seem like a very spiritual person too. Like, what, what are some of the phrases we can, we can sort of meditate on or consider or go back to when we feel ourselves being critical of wanting or asking for more? Well, one, I also wanted to comment on what you said around the feeling of spiritual conflict. 
Because I actually feel like allowing yourself to rise in wealth is spiritual because what happens when you allow yourself to rise in wealth is you rise in your level of personal power. There's no one making a lot of money from a place of alignment and soul who does not have a very, even if they're not, you know, people you're not really trying to be like, they have a very high level of personal power, regardless of the flavor, the personal power is there. And part of the evolution of your soul, right, is being fully expressed, is taking up space, is dropping all the shame, is just being in this very potent energy that lives inside of you. That's what the universe wants from you. Money is attracted to power. Like I said, money is attracted to that frequency, right? And inside that frequency, you have the feeling of like, it's like you don't, it's like the money just is. It's not even good, bad, right, wrong. It's like, it's a resource. Or for example, the way that I think about it as someone who's literally on the planet to help women rise in their wealth, rise in their power, rise in living the feminine way, rise in feeling good is like, all right, cool. You landed me here to complete this mission. Well, then I have to be well-resourced physically, spiritually, energetically, all the ways in order to complete this mission. There's no one on the planet ever who's made enormous amount of impact, who's not well-resourced. Even the biggest nonprofits in the world have money. Mm -hmm. Mother Teresa died worth $20 million. There are no people who have no money who are making a huge impact on the planet. Like it gives you leverage in the world to actually do good when that's what you want to do. That's so interesting, Jocelyn. I never thought of that before. Really, we exalt a lot of, you know, Mother Teresa was a great example of this. People yeah. who obviously are doing the work, doing the good with the resources that they have, but it would never have occurred to me, um, you know, that most people that are known for their spirituality would also have had access to that type of money and resource. And generated it. Wow. Okay. So all of them, who hasn't? I don't know. I just never thought of Mother I Teresa. I mean, even like Eckhart Tolle, he's always talking right? about like the money. They all are wealthy. All the okay, people wait. that you think of that you know have wealth. No one gave me Not like it dropped in their lap, but I mean, they created sure. it. They're going on this journey. Okay. So give us, per I know this is such an elementary question, but help give us permission to ask for more, Jocelyn. Like what, when you're working with clients or, or people that are trying to draw more to them, what is yeah. something that you remind them of? Aside from what you already told us, which is you do deserve it. And in order to have impact, you need resources, i.e. money. But like, how can we coax ourselves out of that reticence that we might have? I'm like, just stop choosing suffering, right? Especially women. Like, I think this comes up way more for women. Look at like the corporate world, right? A man, you know, there's all these studies how a man thinks he needs like a third of the qualifications a woman believes that she needs for a job, right? Or they just go out and like ask for the raise. They don't need 10,000 reasons. They just want it. And women are like, let me just put in five more years and I'll ask for a thousand dollars. Awful and true. That's yeah. a lot of social conditioning. It's social conditioning. So I'm like, drop the good girl and drop the suffering. Because what you're doing when you're like, oh, I can't. Oh, da, da, da. It's like, it's this epidemic of female suffering that you're actually choosing. You don't have to choose it. You're choosing to choose it without realizing you're choosing to choose it. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Because these, the narratives of our, of our upbringing or our families are things that we've been told. And oh. just the way that women, I always say this, it's like, Centuries and centuries and centuries. Well, first of all, the business and money worlds were built by men. This is just a fact, right? And we don't need to make men wrong for that. That's just what happened. Women have been spent centuries where their whole life purpose is literally just living in response to a man, right? 
securing the partner, like your entire life purpose is listening to a man. Jocelyn, no, I'm like shaking right now. That's probably true. It's 2022 and this is actually still true. You're right. Well, but it's, it's getting better now, but this is why, right. We have been feeling, we feel this way. And then we, you know what I mean? Where it's like the approval seeking, the approval seeking, the approval seeking, because you weren't worthy unless you secured a viable partner. That's literally all that anybody cared about. Have babies, secure a viable partner, right? And then things change, right? And then we had, you know, the first wave of the feminism movement. But even that, because there's so much programming around like, oh, well, the ecosystem of business and money is masculine, right? It belongs to men. So what happened in the first wave of feminism? Women were like, we can do it too. We can do it better than he can do it. Like men are shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're going to, and basically everyone started doing it like a man, right? Putting on their power suits, da 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 And then what happened? Stress out, burn out, overworking, under-receiving. Now don't know how to be in relationship to, man any, to men anymore for, you know, feminine core women if you're, you know, but you get my point. It kind of like mm. exhausted all these women And now what I feel like is available is like, oh, we get to have it the feminine way. We get to have it being ourselves. You're not built. You are literally as a woman, biologically built to receive. You're not. We weren't the hunters. Stop chasing money. Stop chasing things. You're literally built to attract. And so to me, long way of coming back is like, be inside your natural frequency. Your natural frequency is abundant. Just like the universe made nature abundant. You are also, we are also part of nature. We are abundant as well, but it's allowing yourself to drop back into your natural frequency. Let's say you are a feminine core woman, which is receiving. So to me, it's not, it's like, yeah, there's the worthiness piece and the identity piece, like I mentioned, but it's also just taking a step back and going like, Oh, like I'm wired to receive. I'm actually like here to be provided for. It just doesn't come exclusively through a man in marriage now, you know? Sure. It can be complimentary, but you get what I mean. I totally get what you mean. And you brought up, you know, there is so much nuance to this discussion too, which you did a really good job of like highlighting. So we've come far. This is the generation, or at least I'm 41. I'm part of the generation raised by the- Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So right. Our moms were the first wave feminist people. Like my mom worked my whole life. She showed me, you better get an education. You better have your independence. You better make your own money. And I grew up, um, and this is no fault of that group of women because they, they, you know, push down the doors for us. But yeah, I think that was I grew kind up, of the hardest part in a way. Yeah, know. it was. It was. But then I think a lot of us grew up thinking, oh, I have to do and I can do it all and I should do it all. And I think what we're right. starting to realize is like, okay, what you're saying is maybe we can do it all, but the methods that we're doing them in or that we're that we're using, maybe we need to adjust that. So when you speak of this like feminine way of receiving success or this feminine way of attracting money, t- dive more into that because it seems very specific and something that I have really never heard much of before in regards to yeah, money. Well, yeah, well, I say we can have it all, but we can't do it all. Like with that wave came like Miss Independent. And somehow we all believe that like there's these women who are like married, cooking dinner for the family every night, running an empire, working out every day, da 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 And they do it all themselves. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Like this isn't, <laughs> this isn't real. It's not real. And nor do we want to be that because then we, it's, it comes at our personal expense. Right. Well, it's just not possible. I have so much support. And I feel like every woman I attract to my world, 
I'm like, how are you supporting your personal life? How are you supporting inside your business? And I can speak from my experience and many successful entrepreneurs I know, there is an enormous amount of support in the personal life and support in the business. So again, it's just like allowing yourself to receive, right? You want more, you have to let it in. And it doesn't always start with, okay, so I desire more money. Okay, cool. Universe, I'm going to receive more money. It's like money is functioning within the ecosystem of your entire life. Start looking at your receiving everywhere. Are you the kind of woman who won't let a man hold the door open for you? But you say, like I always talk about money as masculine energy because of how it feels to have and to hold. It feels like safe, safe. It feels secure. It feels present. That's the energy we feel into, right? When we think of like the divine masculine. Or when we feel into the divine feminine, we feel more like creativity, intuition, flow, yum, yum. But they harmonize together. So to me, and I say this because I, I often see when women have a hard time receiving more money, they're also still carrying around a lot of programming and relationship to how they interact with men, whether it be like feared and you could even be happily married and still, but it's like fear of using the voice, right? Not really telling the truth, kind of dropping into like the good girl when you interact with a man because of like daddy stuff, you know, or like cowering a little bit and just not really being able to receive. It's like the woman where man's trying to do these things for you and you feel like unsafe and you need to like tap into control. So it's like start looking at all the pieces of your life, even in your personal life. You know, do you if you need help with your kids, are you actually allowing yourself to like resource that help? Or even with, I don't know, grocery shopping, your laundry, like whatever it is, like are you allowing support in? Because you can't say that you want to feel held, supported, yum, yum with money and be vibrating on it with that kind of feminine frequency and then be exerting control all around you. Because then energetically you're saying, no, I don't want it. Yeah, that's interesting. I never really thought of that, just allowing yourself to receive in every yeah. way possible. Yeah. Like <laughs> everywhere. I'm always like, I'm here for my life to feel like the five-star frequency. Like the moment you like get out the you know, the, the car at the hotel, they take your bags, they're like, misread this. And it's like, everything's done. I'm like, I want life to feel like that. Why does so, it have to be just when I go stay at the hotel? I know. Okay. Well, let's say we just let's say we are working um, on all of these first steps and sort of the mental blocks and the receiving of things and sort of readjusting our attitude. Practically speaking, after we feel like we are ready to be abundant, we're ready to be in that receptive feminine mode. What are some ways to, if we're a small business owner, we're just going to use this as an example. Um, yeah to begin to attract that more money? Is it just a matter well, of first, having more stop confidence? Stop thinking of yourself as a small business and start thinking <laughs> of yourself as an empire, number one. <laughs> I love it. Okay, check, check. I'm always like, you're the queen. You're the queen <laughs> of the castle. How does the queen run the show, right? The queen's well-supported. The queen does what's best for her, what's best for the empire, what's best, you know what I mean, for the collective in your business. That. You do what's best for you, best for your business, best for your clients. It's like, it's that reframe. I've never, like, we don't even need to use the word small business. I don't care how much money you're making, right? It's about, oh, I'm here for a legacy, mm-hmm. right? It's about, I'm here for an empire. It's about, like, allow yourself in your body to tune into the magnitude of what wants to come through you, right? It's about having that impact on thousands, millions, whatever. Yeah, and we get there brick by brick. But it, everything's energy first, right? It all starts with that feeling. And when you have, I call it playing the long game, When you play the long game this way, you're more naturally led into those brick by brick steps 
that start leading you into more, including more money, whether it's the person that you go invest in for your mentorship, the thing that you implement in your business, realizing, oh, I'm the queen. Why am I running around busting my ass? Well, like I mean, that gonna... makes no sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me bring in more support. Oh, you have more support. Now your energy is more open. Your body's calmer. We're, as a woman, you're always going to look for safety. There's no way around it. So you're going to get it in healthy ways or unhealthy ways. Unhealthy ways is going to be grinding, going into over-masculine control, et cetera, et cetera. Healthy ways is going to be allowing more support in. Then what happens? Your energy opens up. Then what happens? More things start downloading to you about the way to go. You can see clearly. You get out of kind of the moment-by-moment drama, and you become like a better observer of your life and how you're moving and how it's getting you to where you want to go. Then your intuition's leading. Then you call on your own divine masculine to follow that intuition. And then you start creating momentum, right? And this is what brings in more. Yeah, you're you allowing, the, hmm? allowing in that support. And, and it, it's reminding me And the of- intuitive, like you can't have all these intuitive pulls forward when your body's in that like high flight or flight state that we feel when we're kind of just overworked and overdoing. So when you are, because um, you have a number of programs and you work directly with people, you work in group settings with people. So I would imagine in your programs, you really work people through a step-by-step process here. But does this involve breaking through these barriers and asking for more and beginning to recognize your capability for more money, more power? Does that look like daily meditations to you? Does that look like working with a mentor? What are the practical ways that you personally bring your abundance into practice? Sure. I mean, mentorship is like, you want a quantum leap. I mean, I've had mentorship since day one in my business. There's no way without it. And I don't know what, why do people try to walk this journey alone? Like, has that been working for you so far? Collectively? Uh, it's not working for me. I need a mentor. Exactly. We all do. Like, get over, like, this is just something to get on board with right now and not tell yeah. many stories around. It's like, well, you wanted to spend your whole life being able to live the American dream and like what, buy the house and have the two-car garage and whatever. Then what are you going to do? Just sit in it? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you want to feel good. You want to be able to have more. We've been taught to invest only in the material, but you have to invest in yourself if you want your life to expand. Otherwise, everything is just like – and like for me when it comes to men, I'm like, why wouldn't you learn how to create overflow? No one gets rich saving their money. They get rich – creating, investing their money and learning how to create overflow. It's so like the saying- biggest lie in the game, middle month, middle class money mindset of like that you save your way into wealth. All rich people invest. So it's like investing, right? So investing looks lots of different ways. It can be into yourself. It can be in real estate. It can be in the stock market, et cetera. But like the product in this lifetime is you. So if you want a lot more, like get moving, investing in your product, which is yourself, Just like if you had a physical business, like if you went out to open a restaurant, you would get the loan to invest in the space and everything that you need to start a restaurant and order and then get moving for the restaurant to be profitable. If you want to be like wildly successful, wildly abundant, wildly happy, put the money into yourself and get moving, you know? So where do we find good mentors? And I'm asking mainly for me. (laughs) I mean, not really, for everyone, you know, I I do. I think- Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I just think when when a lot of people are going it alone these days, or we're starting ventures, or we're beginning our empires, yeah. um, we we want to find people who are going to be a good investment for that hard earned money, so they can guide us through. So, what should we be looking for? What are some good networks if we're looking for mentorship? 
I never, I'm feminine way. The people show up. If you hear my voice and you're like, oh my God, you're the shit, go listen to my podcast and see if it's me. Do you know what I mean? Like life just shows you. You don't need to look for things. Life shows you. It's always like right in front of us. It's the show that you listen to. It's the DM that your friend sent you of somebody else's post who's like, oh my God, check her out. Like it's always right in front of your face. You don't need to take it through this like linear logical process. If you're listening to a show like this, you obviously want more in your life. Who have you heard who has a business where they help people create more? Who you vibe with? Go get in their content. Go get in their free content. If you are someone who needs to start with like a lower cost program, do that. See how your body feels. All you need is energetic resonance. All you need is like that feeling of like, mm, that's the feminine urge, right? That you want to learn how to follow. It's like, oh yeah, that's it. And of course, look for the things. Like it's one thing, for example, in the world of money, I always say it's one thing to to know, to be good at something. It's another thing to teach other people to be good at. So mm-hmm. you look at client results, right? You like, it's not going to be hard to tell if someone's successful and they've helped a lot of people, other people become successful to be all over their website, right? So that's interesting. It's, yeah. it's just a feeling. What is the, what is the most, um, one of the more sort of impactful moments you've had in building your career and your empire? You, it seems like you're very tuned in to signs and signals and your intuition. When you look back at what you've built, what are some of those pivotal moments where you feel like your receptive energy was on point, your feminine energy, and it was the beginning of something super yeah. successful? Let's see. So I remember I have this mastermind called Feminine Magic and Money, and it's all about deep embodiment of feminine wealth, pleasure, magic, and magnetism, where we get a lot of very deeply into like embodying the things that we talked about today. And before I birthed it, it felt like very edgy because I had done a ton of like, you know, work around sharing work around business, et cetera. But this was so much more of the inside game and like just things I believe in around quantum healing, meaning like your healing doesn't have to take a thousand years quantum manifestation, like magic, spells, like just really like deeply, like what I call like modern day medicine woman kind of vibes. And it felt, it didn't feel edgy to me to share from this lifetime. Like my parents, excuse me, are very open. Like, you know what I mean? And there's definitely, like my dad is so psychic. He would never say that, but like he is. And within their family and I, like have that gift as well. And I'm just like very connected. Obviously it's way clearer now because I've grown so much. But what it was is like, I started feeling like I was going through this insane initiation. Like, and I, and what I realized is it was the lineage trauma around sharing work like this, not being safe, right? There was a time where witches were burned at the stake. You were called crazy. And I remember I went on this vacation. I went to Miami actually. And I was also receiving, so there's this goddess Oshun. She's like the primary goddess who channels through me. She's the goddess of the sweet waters. Beyonce references her a lot in her work, which does not surprise me. What's her, na- What's her name again? Uh, Oshun. O-S-H-U-N. Okay. Got it. Got it. Well, Beyonce has lots of reference points to her and her work. Like there's this scene, um, she's wearing a yellow dress. I can't remember what song it is, but like she opens the, d- the doors to this building and all this like water floods out. And I watched this whole thing around like all the Oshun uh, references that Beyonce uses and really doesn't surprise me given Beyonce's vibe, right? So, and Oshun also graduates women from maiden to queen. And she is also the goddess of the sweet waters and she speaks through water. And so she started coming to me really powerfully. And this was kind of like my own ascension of like really stepping out of like the next level of that good girl and programming, like being the fucking queen, right? 
because also I was going to be leading, and this was back in 2020, I was going to be leading other women through that journey of like fully claiming our power. So obviously I have to clean up anything, little remnants within me, right, that aren't already there, but not knowing that's what was happening. But then I just started, I like she came into my field. I didn't even know who she was before Oshun, but like when I figured it out or when it dropped in, wherever it dropped in, it was so powerful. And so anyway, I was integrating all this energy and I was like very spiritually overwhelmed and I hadn't been that way in so long. And then I went to Miami and then water was everywhere. There was a hurricane. I flooded the bathtub in the hotel, which who's ever done that before? <laughs> I've never done that. It was like I was just being surrounded and her energy. And I remember deciding that like, I was not going to be on social media for that week. And if you have a business, you know how much you're on social media. And I took two weeks off just to like pull my energy together. And I remember telling my coach at the time, cause like usually, you know, in my kind of business, you're going to share your vibes. You're going to share your vacation. You're going to show that you're right. The embodiment of your work, doing these fancy things. Da, da, da. And I remember telling her like, I am not sharing anything on social media. I do not care. I am not working. I just need to like be with this energy, right? So that's doing something that doesn't make sense that a lot of people wouldn't do. And then it was pretty wild because in that two weeks, my business still called in $40,000. Well, I was completely off, right? So that is a perfect example of like something, but like just allowing yourself to be in the frequency and follow the flow. And obviously I'd created the momentum in my business, right? So people could still go watch the live. I didn't have a podcast then, but people go still watch the lives, do the things, yada, yada, yada. But I was allowing myself to follow the, the genuine flow of my desires and what was being asked of me. And I really had to be present during that time. So that is a perfect example of doing something the feminine way. And I have these examples all the time. And it'll be like, Oh, like I go to dinner with a friend. I'm just like living and vibing on life and come back and like, boom, I had like a 30K sales day. Like it's just go get a massage, but I'm still doing things. Right? I've learned, mm -hmm. I know how to build a smart business, but then it's like, but, but the leading energy is like vibing on life. And if you build a smart business where it's easy to make money, then you have so much space to vibe on life. And then the universe is like, look at her enjoying her life. Oh, yeah. She must want to receive more. <gasps> oh, this is so this feels revolutionary to me. And I, I we've covered the topic generally of manifestation um, on the podcast before. And I have personally been trying to consume more podcasts, sort of information yeah. about it. Um, I think the big knock on it is people think when they hear it that it's only that part. It's only the mental receiving or calling it or whatever. But you're, you're making very clear here too. Like you, you get the foundations in place. You get your structure in place, your packages, yeah. your offer and things. Um, and, and that's, you kind of, it's almost like you build it and then you turn on the lights and the turning on the lights is like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for my guests now. I'm ready for my money. I'm ready for my power. You know, it's kind of, it's, it sounds like that. Yeah. Way. You do them in parallel. I mean, I think this is the part where, you know, because of the secret, et cetera, there's heavy emphasis on the law of attraction piece of the work. Right. Mm -hmm. But what about the law of action? <laughs> like, You also got to like build the castle. You don't need yeah. to do it by yourself. You don't need to suffer through it. But like people can't pay for things that don't exist, right? If you want to be known, we got to do the work for you to be known, right? There are the 3D things we have to do. But to me, it's about where the business strategy piece comes in or, you know, in alignment for you. Like there's lots of different successful ways to run a business. But it's like if you're not energetically tuned in, you won't even know what's right for you. So you just be trying things on for size, winging it. 
because you're not, you don't have that level of self-trust without the tune in. Meaning like, okay, cool. I like, even if your mentor tells you something that you don't want to do, you need to like know yourself enough to know like, oh, that's not a vibe. Not from a place of fear because you're scared to do it, but just like, no, it's not a vibe. Um, but yeah, it's not just like, you're not going to just go meditate on a hill and call in millions of dollars. <laughs> We're not, not happening. Damn. Um, no, but, but like you're saying at the right time and in the right place when you've built sort of the foundation. Well, I think you like a lot, you work on your frequency and you do the do, you build the building, do the doing at the same time, but it's just about mm -hmm. not winging it and taking yourself in all these different, it's like, let's just get to the fastest road to Rome. So, you okay. Know? And that's why the mentorship piece is important. So you're not wasting yeah. so much time. That's, that's honestly, if I could just get personal for one moment, I feel very connected to purpose. I feel very, I'm a manifester by human design. I'm like, I'm good energy, very energy independent. I don't need praise. I don't need, and I'm very yeah. connected to purpose and source. But where I struggle is there, like you said, there's so many ways to do the job that I'm personally doing. And I'm sure a lot of business owners feel this way. There's so many ways to monetize and there's so much outside noise. Like when I look at this woman doing it this way, I'm like, okay, maybe I need to write a book or then I'm like, wait, that's <laughs> you know, like, want to write it. That's a big commitment. Like maybe I should spend two years writing a book because she did that. And that you know, but cool. help me like help us like whittle down and, and is part of your program too whittling down where you start. Cause I keep hearing niche down, start small, mm, start with something specific. I, so advise yeah. us here. I don't really give two shits about the niching concept. I'm like, my vibe is spiritual women who want more, mm -hmm. right? And that's just because I like working with women who are energetically open, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're going to be bridging 5D with 3D. But to me, it's like, yeah, I have a lot of different offers. Also, depending on where someone is, like how I'm going to coach someone who's getting to 10K months is very different than like the women in my highest level mastermind, you know, who are anchoring 30K to 100K months. We're at a totally different, like what we're doing strategically, what we're doing energetically. It just looks different. It's very different. Um, so to me, like people come into my world based on where they are and like also like what they're desiring. I don't try to do it's it does not work to coach someone who's early in business the way I coach someone who's already at 50K months. That's it's just not gonna yeah. work. Like you have to go into the right place at the right time. And then to me, it's about like, okay, cool. Well, when we're looking at someone, like, do we, like, you can have a mentor who runs their business differently than, than you do, but they need to have enough business knowledge. I, I see a lot of people getting into containers that are not actually business coaching, thinking that's what they're doing. I'm like, yes, get into spiritual containers, et cetera. But you need to recognize that's what you're investing. This is not business coaching. If you're not learning how to do things and what to do, you are not in business coaching. Okay. Ideally, yeah, okay. you get both right at the same time in one space, right? But it's like, and then also to me, there has to be like, I have 15 years of sales and marketing experience before I even had this business. It's not like, oh, I learned how to be a coach and I'm going to teach you too. It's like the reason I'm able to help people who are service-based, people who are product-based, people who are business to business. Like I really just, business is like my brain. It's not reliant on someone having a business that looks like mine. Wait, I forgot to com completely forgot to prompt you to tell us a little bit about your background. So do so now because I really want to so make now. sure we get this in because you have had a lot of success, like you said, in more traditional workspaces before this. Yeah. And also I had a whole dark night of the soul wound up in there, which shot me a lot. Ooh. But yeah. So in the beginning of my career, I was working for BlackRock. BlackRock's the largest asset manager in the world. So I was like in the money world very early in finance. Like of all the jobs I ever had that taught me the most, that was it. Like 
really being under the wing of people who are managing trillions with a T dollars and like running business that size. Like, I just feel like I learned so much, honestly, even just through osmosis, right? Oh, I bet the energy there was so intense. It was. I mean, I was like happy though. Like until I, until I just didn't want to do that anymore because I just like didn't want to be in the corporate world. But I didn't feel like overwhelmed or out of place. Like I definitely felt like I was supposed to be there. And honestly, they treated me very well. Um, I had a very good experience. And like it was fun. I was there during like the market crash in 2008. And it was like I was young. It's not like my skin was in the game. You know what I mean? So it was just like really cool to see what all that looks like, like behind the scenes and like these liquidations of huge firms like Bear Stearns just went bye-bye. Crazy. And like – it was insane, but because, right, I wasn't, like, it did not hit my income. Like, it was, I was young, you know? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't like, oh, my God, I just lost millions of dollars. It was very different. Um, wow. But it was just cool to see how well a business can be run, like, what strategic planning actually looks like managing a firm that is, like, has thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people in all these different countries and all these different products and how they would assess like what we're even doing for the next year and get everybody on board and da 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 and like running a business I feel like it's something I've always been very good at that a lot of people do not have a natural skill set for and I really think it's largely because of my professional background so it was that and then I left San Francisco I was working for them in San Francisco and I had one of those like dark night of the souls leave everything move to LA and then I never worked for a business that big again I realized like I just didn't want the lifestyle. I didn't want to be on some huge floor with hundreds of people. Like I didn't, I just like didn't want it. You dressed up every single day, all of that stuff. And then when I moved to LA, I mean, I went through a dark period of my own psychic awakening, not knowing what I wanted to do with my life, getting involved in some crazy up and down trauma bonded relationship, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff that burned through all my money, created nearly six figures in tax. I mean, I went in the total other <laughs> Oh my God. But that, that qualifies you even more. I think you've literally crawled out of that space. That's why I can do this. Not just because like the success I had, because I have to be able to help people who are starting from the beginning. And I literally, I think the universe sent me down the road of destruction to prepare me for this because then I went from abundant, easy, vibey. I'd never had to be on a budget, never had to worry about money. And I grew up with money too. So like I wasn't, it wasn't even like, you know, my dad was the rags to riches story in our family. So like he really did a lot of, and I was like very, you know, knew that. Right. And like what my family had been through. Um, but yeah, I mean, I destroyed all of it and created like six years of debt. Like I said, along the way, I mean, we were just deep in the negative. <laughs> oh my God, you like turned, but, and you turned the whole ship around though. I mean, I want to ask you how, but I feel like there's no way to quickly as like, yeah, I mean, some- it was what was supposed to happen. It was part of my life path. And oh, I saw a psychic addiction. I mean, I just, we just turned. <laughs> oh, wait, what does that look like? Because I was obsessed with this guy. And then I was having my own, I know, so cheesy, right? So LA, if you're going <laughs> to go anywhere and lose all your money and develop a psychic addiction, you really can only do that in Los Angeles with confidence, you know? Oh, so <laughs> so what were you doing? Like seeing the psychic and like making like making her like addicted to her predictions or what? Basically. And also I was having my own psychic awakening. So it was even that much more toxic because I was getting all these messages. I was having all these premonition dreams about what he was going to do. I had premonition dreams about him for five years. 
up until him being engaged to the woman. I don't know if they're married or now not, but like they're together. I just don't know if they've had their wedding. But up until him being engaged before, years before he was engaged to her. I watched the whole relationship play out in my dreams. I was having dreams white light. I was hearing audible voices. Stop it. It was crazy. So wait, what did that look like? Just were those coming through as like dreams or premonitions or Well, the what? dreams, I was just watching it unfold. Like when I knew he was going to get engaged to this woman, I, w- I didn't see her. I just saw both of their hands together. They both had a gold band on their left finger. And so I just knew. And then there'd be, I would never see. So the, the woman in the dream who'd represent like when he was going to go in and out of relationships, come back, all that stuff. It was never exactly, only one time did she look similar to the way the woman looked in real life. It was usually just kind of some stand in for what would happen. It wasn't like I was seeing exactly these women looked like one time it was close. Um, and it was wild. And then the voices, it would be like between when I was awake and asleep, when you're really open. Yes. And it was like a woman. And I remember like I was – because that's when I got into interior design. I started working for smaller businesses, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember I really like finally got my shit together after months and months and months of just being a disaster and not what I wanted to do. And it was when I was running through all my money. And then – I really thought I really wanted this one job. And I remember waking up one morning. I was like in that in-between state. And she said, I like heard it through my left ear. And she was like, don't worry. It's not this one. It's the next one. (gasps) Okay. Well, I obviously have to trust it. You can't make this shit up, you know? And then it was. That's wild. Oh, my gosh. I I don't hear voices regularly anymore. I don't know what happened. But I like I, I remember that moment. And I was like. Of all the things, couldn't you just told me to like stay away from this guy? You know, <laughs> help me out next time, all right, Spirit? I know. Yeah, I like this one was great, but I've been really doing some other toxic things that really need to be addressed. It's so interesting, though, and I feel like we could probably do a whole separate episode on this. But I do think that everybody has that intuitive psychic capability, and that if we with with quiet and with stillness and with practice, like, and even what you were talking about in regards to money, the belief that we have it, the belief that we're part of, we're part of the bigger story. We're not separate, you know, we're, we're a separate species on earth, but we're not separate from earth or what's around no, us. We're and, part of nature. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just, I'm really, really like into that whole um, sort of realm of discussion too. Cause I think sometimes, and this is, I, I guess, kind of a great way to tie it in. Um, you know, your whole, your whole platform is based on the energetics of money and what we can call in and what we can, what we can do, the powers that we have to bring more abundance to us. But people, we have always thought about money as a separate object achieved only through one way hustle. And I love the way that you're, you're breaking that down. So if we're going to just to sort of wrap things up and put a bow on it, and for anybody who's interested in working with you, give us that pitch, give us that why we need to start reexamining how we look at money so that because we can you, bring more. Yeah. Cause you want to be happy. You don't want, like, we don't even realize what we're doing. It's like, if we're grinding every day, would you just be grinding till you're 75 and then hopefully have a good life in retirement? I yeah. mean, come on. It's like, if we're not enjoying the process, meaning just the way we're choosing to arrive, then you're essentially not enjoying your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no way to be grinding and struggling and stressing and enjoying your life. And so to me, I really believe we're all here to have a good life. And I'm really passionate about showing women like how to build that 
in a way that's aligned for you and your energy, right? I have different containers focused on different things, right? Some of my containers are going to be more business and energetics coaching. Whereas like I mentioned, Feminine Magic Money, the masterminds way more about like quantum healing and like, you know, it's more energy based and embodiment work, right? We're not doing business coaching in there. Um, so to me, it's just like, if we're alive, like, why wouldn't you choose for this to be your most abundant and like have joyous life you've ever had? What the fuck else is the point? So I, I, well, I never knew I could ask. I, I, it just doesn't occur to me that I can ask for more sometimes, yeah. you know, it's just, this is a, this and is a huge breakthrough. We go through hard things. I went through five years of that drama I told you about, but it was always to step me into more. I wasn't happy before that. I was just like doing the things you're supposed to do. And then my Saturn return hit at 29 as it does. And it just woke me up to what I'm intend, what I'm here for, what I'm intended to do. And then the universe starts doing this thing. Like you don't get punished for things you don't know, right? There's a reason that I was able to vibe out in that finance job for seven years and have it go well. That's what I was supposed to be doing at that time. Hmm. But then it was like, okay, now it's like time for her to wake up and start going on her spiritual journey because one day she's going to be changing the planet through these gifts. So we need to like turn them on inside of her. Oh, well, I have my Chirons on my Venus. So I was always going to learn the greatest lessons through love and money. All right. So we're going to go knock, knock, knock on the things that are so core to her being. Oh, and I'm also a Taurus. So what do I care about? Earthly pleasures, right? So we're going to knock, knock, knock on the things she's going to pay attention to, money and love, to wake her up. Wow. That's crazy. And bring her back into more. Well, I, I, I really think you're one of those rare people who's identity really vibes with what you do professionally in the world. And it's just so cool to be able to dig into your brain for a bit and to figure out and to help break down some of these barriers. Cause I feel like your words They're are going to help real. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, this is all programming. It's not real. Like you can actually have what you want. It's just that willingness. I always say like, it's not the successful people are special. It's not that I'm special. Yeah. We're all special, but really it's just about like, they just don't give up. Hmm. Yeah. You just don't give up. But it's not about, okay, so now I'm not I'm not giving up. I'm going all in. So that means I'm going to kill myself for it. You don't need to do that either. It's well, like we're going to, you know, come back to alignment, come back to alignment, come back to alignment, move from alignment, move from alignment, move from alignment. Allow our healing and allow our ascension. And you just keep going. I love it so much. I'm going to be emailing you after the interview. So great. <laughs> Um, I'm like, I'm over here just like my face. If you're watching, I'm just like, uh-huh. 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 Yeah. I'm just taking it all in. Um, okay. Tell us, uh, Jocelyn, where we can find more of you. Tell us your socials, your website, all of your programs and where we can listen Absolutely. to you as well. Absolutely. So I have lots of programs. So I'm going to say, go to my website, jocelynkellyreed.com. The most entry level way to kind of like come into my world. The work is not entry level. Like the, the results are crazy is money queen. That's my self-led abundance course. And then you can head to my website. You can also listen to my podcast, Queen Flow, the podcast. The vibe is business, money, energetics, manic quantum leaping, feminine energy, all the yummies. Um, and then I'm very active on Instagram. And you can find me there at jocelyn.kelly.read. And you're also welcome to, if you head to my website, you can jump onto my email list and receive a free masterclass about how I quantum leap to my first 50K month, that, which was not when I record that. I'm at 100K months now. So that was probably like a year, a year or so ago, but it's a good one. People love it. That's amazing. Two years ago. (laughs) I can make some more freebies. (laughs) I love it. I love it. There's so many ways to connect. And I love that there's an opportunity for everybody at every level. Oh, there truly is. It really don't take yourself out because you're like, oh my God, I'm so far behind her. No, there's literally something for you from literally day one all the way up through 
let's create a seven-figure business. I love it. Jocelyn, thank you again so, so much for your time and your wisdom today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you so much. I genuinely loved, loved, loved this conversation. So thank you too for all the the beautiful questions and the openness. Absolutely. Awesome. We'll definitely have you back. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of We Gotta Talk. If you don't mind, I would love if you could leave a rating and review. Those help this show to get out to people who might find it useful or entertaining. I'm so grateful for your support. Please follow on Instagram at Sunny Abada or check out our latest blog post at wegotatalk.com slash blog. See you next time. 